0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss. the the
1: everybody and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut You Go podcast. I am, of course, Sunny. I am your host. I'm here with my co-host,
0: Kiki Nagashi Nagashifucho. How are you doing today? Uh, You've got to love that rank one Xyz. We are unaffected for an entire turn when we detach material. And I am feeling... Undoubtedly. Una- I'm feeling unaffected today. Uh, I got a new haircut. Uh, I applied for school. Uh, I got a lot of uh, stuff done. Um, I oh, you did get a lot done. Yeah. I still have to finish the freaking uh, unfluffed tutorial. Uh, so that's sitting on the back burner, but uh, otherwise uh, I'm detaching two materials, I'm unaffected. Uh, Shoutouts to all the Drytron players out there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, of course, before we get too far in, let's thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So, of course, a huge thank you to ETB Games and, of course, Steel Fox Games. Those are my two locals, respectively. I appreciate all that they do for me and for the podcast. There are TCG Player links down below for those. Of course, be sure to check out all of our affiliate links, such as TCG Player and Dragon Shield. Of course, click the link before you shop to help the podcast at no extra cost to yourself. Of course, be sure to check out the sponsors of the podcast with discount codes. So, of course, be sure to check out Dragon Shield. I'm sorry not, i already did that one gem accessories uh top cut podcast 10 for 10 percent off your order be sure to check out of course grimoire tcg for uh, top cut five for five percent off your order and of course tier zero games for five percent off your order there with top cut five as well and i need to make a correction on the tier zero games orders i've been saying a uh, free free shipping on orders over 50 dollars. that is wrong it is 50 pounds which is about 65 us dollars mm, that's, that's on me I'll take the L there on that one, but I still do not think that free international shipping on orders over 65 us dollars is that bad personally. So I think that that is definitely worth checking out. Uh, they will also be having, uh, pre pre-orders go up very, very soon. I would definitely turn on tweet notifications for them. If that is something that you're interested in. Uh, of course, we also want to thank all of our wonderful patrons for their continued support of the podcast. And with
0: that said, let's go ahead and get on into the content, baby. What do you say? That sounds good to me. Uh, we've got, uh, shockingly, like a fair bit of news. It's kind of scattered across a few different uh, pieces of the Yu-Gi-verse, I guess. But uh, we do have a fair bit of TCG and just general Yu-Gi-Oh! news. Uh, so the first one is just like very, very slim. Uh, if you like playmats, <laughs> we've had a lot of playmat discourse on the show. Uh, they revealed the New York Comic-Con uh, exclusive uh, game mat that'll be available from October the 12th to the 15th, and it is the full art of the Crimson Dragon. Uh, so they got the full thing spread out. That's the uh, most recent tweet I've sent if you want to see it at uh, Sunny. But it's um, okay. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's got the New York Comic-Con logo on, just like the rest of them do. Um, normally, they have these available somewhere online, but I haven't seen an announcement for that, so... I know. I think it was the Stardust Dragon one that they had available uh, online that you could buy, but that may be different now that um, uh, COVID stuff has eased up. So they might not be doing that anymore. So just a quick bit, if there's a heads up. Uh, what's your? Here's a question, actually. Good discussion point. If you could have like, what is like the monster that you want on a mat? Like if it would be at like a convention or like a like a YCS, what do you what do you want to show up on a mat? Or like a card even, or an archetype
1: if me and my girl were or if moyi and my girl were both drowning and i could only save one <laughs> that's you actually make a good point
0: i don't think there isn't a sword soul map right no there's not there's, there's a branded the map season the
1: structure deck this season i'll do you one better this season for uh which one was it um it wasn't power of the elements it was um battle of chaos no it was before battle of chaos you're thinking um, oh god first destiny, versus destiny boat. so this season the the playmat for that season was the fluanderies playmat so no sword soul never got a uh, never got sword that. soul never got that now not only did sword soul never get a playmat of any kind um sword soul still has not won a ycs
0: it's uh it's just weird i could see i think i could see mo yi to be fair so i do have to say the Fluandries mat is pretty darn good (laughs) i really like the flu mat they did a good job with it i didn't say it wasn't yeah but i get what you're saying um i could see mo yi being a judge mat in the future that seems like something that they would do but uh i'd have to wait and see
1: Catch me at my girl's nor- catch my girl's funeral, normal summoning code, maybe. Okay. We, and, so.
0: uh, <laughs> I guess we are at Sword Soul's funeral. Uh, although, to be fair, uh, I did see some discussion in our Discord about uh, some good matchups upcoming. Um,
1: uh, I've been arguing good matchups for the last month, but That's true. Uh, that doesn't mean anything if there's no results backing it up. It's like it's kind of like Vanquishol. Like, there's gonna be like one or two tops every format forever.
0: Huh, I got original this weekend. Maybe I'll pick up Sword Soul uh <laughs> you could but
1: you could pick the whole deck up for like a hundred bucks including have, a mo- including the uh what you call
0: it the baron the, i have a baron already so um so you oh, pick the whole deck up for 60 my twin brother who is playing Nouvelles might still have it i might have to check that out anyway um so the next piece of news we got some ots pack 23 reveals straight from konami which is weird we don't usually get them in this form Um, They posted them in in like their monthly update. So uh, the big news is that alongside enemy controller, another ultimate rare is Kurikara Divincarnate, which will look really cool as an ulti, but uh, I'm kind of sad that this is the reprint they chose to give it.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is going to be kind of like uh, Kestir Fenrir, where... Original printing, not very easily accessible. Forty to sixty dollars, depending on the day. And then, you know, of course, it gets the OTS, Ulti, and it'll drop to twenty-five dollars for the Secret ish, yeah. and probably forty-seven dollars, fifty dollars for the Ulti, and maybe maybe the Secret will be thirty. I don't know, thirty-five to fifty for each copy respectively, and yep. and that'll be it. What is a so, little
0: strange, I think, is um, this card al- already has a Starlight, uh, which Fenrir didn't. It does. So uh, the, we could see the ulti drop. I don't think it's going to be that cheap. Uh, there have been some like rather cheap OTS ultis lately in terms of picking them up. Um, Water Enchantress of the Temple, because it had the collectors. Um, uh, Fallen of Albas is another example of an ulti that's not very pricey. Uh, Tier Limit's Rhino Heart has fallen off quite a bit, as has Sprite Blue. So I, it's tough when there's different rarities, it's going to depend on demand. Kraykar is not seeing a lot of play right now, uh, but it does exist. Uh, I think Vanquish Soul is playing it as an attribute sometimes. Um, so we still don't know the third ulti, but they did reveal a couple of other reprints. We don't know if these are at Super or Common. Presumably, okay. Rescue Ace Preventer is a Super because I believe it was a common, and so this is the rarity bump for it. Um, and then DD uh, Crow reprint, always good to see, especially because it's seeing an uptick in play right now because of Tier Limit and Unchained being very good. Um, so the, the more copies of DD Crow, the better. Some of the lower-end printings of this card are getting more expensive, so it's a win either way. And then the, the weird card here is TG1-EM1, uh, uh, this is a TG reprint, because in Age of Overlord, we are getting the TG support. Uh, this is a very old card that they might play as a searchable one of. Um, and it doesn't have, I think, any other printings. So this is this is definitely cool, although I don't know that it's super impactful. Uh, so we still don't know any of the other uh, supers or commons, uh, and we don't know the last ulti. But it's cool to see them kind of tease it out like this.
1: Yeah, I... I would prefer this to just getting the database page update at some point.
0: Yep, it's it's more fun, and it means we get a little more info early. People can prepare a little bit more um, in terms of, like, what they want to do with the Korykaras. Do they want to try to rarity upgrade? Uh, so I think that's cool, although it still should have been in the tins. So uh, the other big thing to cover is that we got uh some more rarity details so we have rarity details for um three archetypes for the most part um although there's one weird bit to touch on so the creator reveals uh the first one that we got was the horus reveals Uh, i believe these were done by uh by by douglas himself so the rarities that got revealed uh, we already knew that Imseti was a secret rare because the promo was an ultra but it's good to have confirmation uh, Duamatef uh, is also a secret rare which is kind of interesting because I think people had determined that this was like the third best name um, and then we've got two cards that are common or super probably supers but they could be commons we have Happy Guidance of Horus and uh, Kben- I, actually, I have I should look up how to pronounce this uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll Skyhawk misinformation counter for this one uh, And then we know Canopic uh, Protector is whatever It's common or super And then the King Sarcophagus is going to be an ultra rare uh, King Sarcophagus at ultra is good news um, This is the card that you play max copies of So it not being secret is probably good It was going to be one of the two uh, And the other cards being at secrets interesting Because you might play multiples But you probably won't play uh, play sets of them which uh, might do actually be decent print-wise, but it's going to depend on how good the engine is. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about the, the spread here?
1: Um, I think that overall,
0: uh, mm. it's definitely a tricky one. It's one of those like,
1: yeah, it, it. Some of it. It is. I don't know. What do you think? I know you kind of said it again, but I don't know. Reiterate. What do you think? So. Like. Like. I think.
0: Yeah. You know, focus on. TCG. I don't know that this engine is as good as people are talking it up as. Um. I think it takes up a lot of space. It's a little bit conditional, and there are not as many decks that can abuse it, as I think people would assume. I think the Tier Horus build is a little bit cope. Uh, It's going to depend on how people mess with it. The Zombie Vampire is obviously something that has high potential. But I think the biggest thing that people will be using this for is to do uh, Giant Trainer for free draws. And the other thing is that these cards are very sticky and difficult to remove. Um, I think part of the reason that they did well in the OCG is because they played well under Maxi, um, and they offered a few, like, variety options, and I'm unsure that that well, they will have the same impact here. But um, they are, like, undeniably good cards. So time will tell, but there's, like, there's other stuff in the set it's competing with, so I wouldn't expect these to be too crazy on release.
1: So... I guess, I, mean, I guess this gives us two of the secrets, I mean, if nothing else. Yep. It locks in what they're going to be. I think this is going to be a weird one where these secrets are going to be kind of hype on release. And then maybe if what you say is true, where they kind of flounder a bit more than people realize due to just format differences between TC and OCG, mm-hmm. you could really see these cards kind of falling in price a little bit afterwards yep. so maybe if this is something that you're interested in playing don't pick it up immediately so we'll see we'll maybe. see I like that there's only one ultra though I figured King Sarcophagus was the secret rare there
0: but uh, yeah I thought they'd make it a secret but luckily uh it's a card that like the King Sarcophagus is the three of so making it a secret would have been pretty brutal right um so next up for the rarity reveals, this is kind of the interesting one. So we got the rarity reveals for the Snake Eye, Uh, the Snake Eye deck. So super are common for Snake Eye's Ash, Snake Eye Oak, and Snake Eye Birch, uh, which are the kind of main deck level one monsters. And then we have a secret rare for the Snake Eye's Flamberg Dragon, um, which is the big dragon. That makes dingus. sense. Uh, and then the spell card the field spell card and the normal spell divine temple of the snake eye and original sinful spoil snake eye are both ultra rare uh and then the Mm -hmm. trap card is normal or super or rare or super rather normal i've been staring at master duel Decklist too much oh man um well it's common not not rare it's it's common see i'm i'm losing it i've been on i've been on night shifts a couple weeks my brain is not where it should be um, <laughs> no rares, sadly. No, no not sadly. Happily, well, no rares. Yeah, no rares uh, except in crappy seven-card side sets. Um, <laughs> don't remind me. Or the mega tins. Um, the other the mega I think it's fine. Um, the is big, this stuff good? I don't know, man. It's so hard. The, there's something here. This gets much better post bonfire their best main deck monster is a pyro. So, it's going to depend. They're all pyros. Yeah. yeah. Now, the big issue with this, uh, issue maybe is the not the word for it. They did not reveal Diabell Star's rarity. <laughs> Diabell Star was not Yeah, okay. the snake eye reveals. So, I thought that's I thought that Diabell Star was part of this kind of. So, it is. Uh the snake eye stuff goes to get Diabell Star. Um but there are some cards that are Diabell Star cards that are not Snake Eye cards uh, if i recall correctly so oh, okay i wonder if maybe so Diabell Star goes. almost has like its own archetype it just there's just a okay. crossover i i feel like they probably should have been included but I, it's like they had to stretch their justification to not reveal it i think and i think it is weird that they haven't revealed sp and they haven't revealed um Diabell Star notably there's still time right so you would think so uh but in the announcement normally when they do the creator reveals they have somebody who's assigned to like free agent cards right there's nobody assigned to free agent cards this time so they they don't want to tell us (laughs) very telling (laughs) yeah um i think these cards are cool i don't think they'll be that crazy um except for um the uh the original sinful spoils might be because that's the spell card that uh does your generic engine stuff um, with the DBL stars? That may be a skyhawk misinformation counter. It might be a different spell, um, because I do not remember. <laughs> so that might be a, that might be a one for me. Um, the next rarity reveals uh, we got the TG reveals just today from uh, I believe Tom Box. Uh, the Snake Eye stuff was revealed by Rebs Cards. Um, so we have uh, TG Rocket Salamander, which uh was revealed as a secret uh although the art i believe reveals it as a quarter century so i think tom box just confirmed it was secret in the video uh, and then at super or common we have mighty striker uh, at ultra rare we have over dragonar and tg glaive blaster uh, and then at secret rare we have tg limiter removal which was the um uh the rota i think TG all clear and TG close, which are the counter trap and the continuous spell are both super or common. I would expect the continuous spell to be a super, just cause I think this card is ridiculous. Um, this deck is a big unknown, I think. Uh, what are... I agree. Cause it's like, there's something here. Yeah, I,
1: I don't think people are, I remember. don't think people are accounting for how much synchro support we've gotten in the last year. Think about cards like Excel start a synchro dragon. Th- think about, think cards like revolution synchron think about th- there's so many cards that go into supporting these high octane synchro strategies and especially with one like these tg car- these tg cards are insane dude this this deck is so much better in the tcg than people are giving it credit for no max- people are not realizing that this deck here is going to be way better than it is in the ocg because maxi doesn't exist here it- it sounds crazy, but the very existence of Maxi over there puts it. Do, do you realize that Drytron never got hit over there, and it just never saw play like it did here, for no reason other than Maxi's existence. Like, like high combo decks do not do well in the OCG because nobody's willing to commit to them. Whereas yeah. here, high combo decks rule
0: the land. So, the major exception. I think
1: that this deck is,
0: yeah yeah the, the major exception in the ocg was like um at emancipator but like you it has to be with like block dragon legal but it has to be yeah so absolutely bonkers that maxi either doesn't matter or uh like it's just so rare to have a deck that goes over the top in that way uh right so i i think these cards are very underrated i don't think they will be expensive on release uh i don't think people are and i think that
1: if you're considering it you should get them on release yeah, I was. I think that being all ultras, I don't think there should be any of these cards
0: worth more than like ten bucks. There are a few secrets. Um, Rocket Salamander are there? So Rocket Salamander and uh, TG Limiter Removal are listed as secrets. Their pictures are Quarter Century Secret Rare.
1: Oh, that might be why I got
0: confused. Yeah, no, it, it's got the orange text. It's, so you're you're definitely not wrong about that. So uh, okay. Notab- yeah,
1: because I was. I see that now.
0: Did yep. you say it? So notably. Uh, tomorrow we should get the box openings uh, so we'll get to see probably all of the TCG exclusives uh, like the the weird like one-off cards that they put in uh, and then we should hopefully get to see some rarities although it's not always guaranteed to get all the information um, so there should be multiple openings that go up the date of listening which would be this Friday uh, there's one more piece of news and that's that we have a new card and I forgot to link this uh, I don't know if you've read this one. This is in Phantom Nightmare. Uh, I will copy the link and send it to you. Yeah, that works. Unless you've already got it on YG York
1: Actually, I know exactly what card you're talking about already. Yeah. Do you want to go? Ahead the, yeah, and read this, this card's one? ridiculous. Yeah. So it's a new card from Phantom Nightmare. It's a normal spell card called Back Mutation. It's a you can only activate one card with this card's name per turn, which is already sending red flags because it's activate, not use, but whatever. Uh, one tribute, one fusion or synchro monster special summon one monster at the same original level from your deck, but return it to your hand during the end phase. That's so ridiculous. That I mean, this is reverse metamorphosis. So, this
0: card, what this card is really interesting. I I think there's one deck that it's very clearly just absolutely busted out the the walls in, uh, but I think it's kind of mid in a lot of other stuff. Uh, this card is bonkers in Runic, um,
1: yeah, because it's Runic Sprite. Yeah.
0: Just because of how free it is, like the, because well, you can even like you contribute Hugan Summon Blue from deck, right? Right. Like that's nuts. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, but there's a whole yeah, it's absurd. There's a bunch of other applications like you can use it to go get any level two or any level four. Uh, Because you have, um, uh, you've got access and not any level three because you have access to Munin and Gary. Uh, and if you want to play the generator build, you can just tribute, um, uh, or five, yeah, you contribute the uh, the slip near the level nine to go down the nine, yeah. So you have, so Runic has access, which is insane, to a bunch of different levels. Um, there are Runic,
1: (laughs) Runic generator is unironically a. Terrifying deck
0: with this card. What's interesting is that like it's hard because the field spells compete, but like honestly, generator could just play it as a consistency tool. Um, there's definitely some, yeah. there's definitely options. Um, they could also just like not rely on even boss stage, which sounds insane. But um, we were What's talk- the most What's the most insane thing that you can think
1: of with this card, just like off the top of your head?
0: Uh, I mean, so. Tributing a fusion or a synchro is relevant because I think there are a lot of strategies that can more easily access a synchro uh, Some crazy stuff you can do with this uh, dinosaur may play this post um, uh, Post Hornsaurus Because you can attribute uh, that fusion to go get Xenometeorus from deck uh, After you've already gotten mm-hmm. the additional normal summon uh, Any deck that can put up herald of the arc light this card is ridiculous Because uh, it goes and gets you any level four in the game and then your herald of arc light triggers to search um mm-hmm. there's like, You wanna know something funny you can do in Sword Soul with it? hmm
1: In theory, you could. I'm not saying it would be good necessarily, but in theory, if the cards in your hand are like Adhara uh Adhara and uh which what's his name? Um Long like, like Long Yon. Long if if there's a way to make like yazi on turn zero like there's a world where you can like Are you, like true. if there's a reason for you to make yazi and still combo there's a world where you could like make yazi tribute someone like mist valley apex avian to just have an omni to get on your board and insulate from nibiru and then yep. do stuff i think that like any level seven I'm, what i'm saying
0: is you can make mist valley apex avian yeah. out of it which is crazy cast could play this <laughs> frankly Maybe they just honestly yeah they just special a guy and then they go this avian keep playing that's possible <laughs> um no because it's got to be a fusion or synchro monster oh that's true i'm the skyhawk misinformation counter goes up again uh they could summon a guy though they could still summon a guy yep the uh, so the main way that i think this gets used to uh branded can use this to go get some really nasty stuff um (laughs) that's at like yeah level oh gosh yeah um I think the main thing is that this is very compatible with cards like uh, Instant Fusion, Ready Fusion, namely, and Instant Contact. Yeah. So I think we could see people playing those cards. Like Instant Contact and Hero for this seems reasonable because you can then go get like any level four if there's a fusion. Uh, Ready Fusion has targets from like level two through six. So it's a two-card combo that specials any monster from your deck provided that you're playing the Oh, right I
1: just thought about something. Mm-hmm. Any deck that uses Ancient Fairy Dragon as a combo enabler can use it as the combo enabler on summon three. Special summon something on summon four, do this, and summon Avi on five. Yep. I mean, you can already do Crystalling, but this is an option. But, but, yeah, but you have to have a Rev Synchron setup to do it. Right, that's true. This, you can just have this, and you can do anything else you want with Ancient Fairy because you can... Yep. Generally, if you're making h you can do it on Summon 3 on turn 0. Okay. And then you don't have to worry about skipping your battle
0: phase because obviously, turn 0. Yep. But, wow. Uh, wow. So notably, it does have a restriction where it returns to the hand during the end phase. So anything that you summon Who from- Who cares? Yeah, it's still protection, right? Um, there, This is, I think, to prevent some nasty stuff from happening, like um, uh, summoning Inspector Border from deck. Um, this can mm-hmm. Summon Border because it tributes the monster um for cost so there's no longer a monster on the field when you would go to resolve it and then you can special summon the border um it probably is also meant to stop people from just like using this to go get a barrier statue uh some like yeah like it's basically meant to like you can go get a combo enabler but you can't go get a floodgate unless you get really creative um (laughs) so there's there's that um it's cool. It has a lot of possibilities. Who
1: wants to give me a level eleven that I contribute in summon Gate Guardian? <laughs>
0: True. It is a, it is a very cool card, but it requires setup and it's never doing anything by itself. So I don't think it's True. actually that crazy. I think Metamorphosis is decidedly more crazy because you don't have to invest in an extra deck monster first. You're, I th- I feel yeah, like for sure. So I think this is cool to release. I don't think it's crazy. And if it gets really good, we can ban it and we sit it next to Metamorphosis on the list. Um,
1: I, also I think that it is not okay to release and that it is crazy and that it is bannable. And that I I don't want this card to exist because I don't like the fact that it's just going to... You know, this reminds me of actually Small World. It's a card with infinite potential that... Yes. I don't know. I guess it's like one of those cards that could always be talked
0: about as, "Hey, this card's crazy." Right. Anyway, has has Small World been that crazy though? It's been really good. It was in Mathmec. In Mathmec, and they hit circular and it's really good in Ricca, but there's not that much else that's playing it right now, yeah. So I think having cards like this is fine sometimes. And I think this it's is... correct that there's not a lot playing
1: it, but and I it's probably not bannable, but it is
0: that crazy. I think Th- like this is a card that will definitely have a home someday. I just don't think, aside from Runic, I don't think there's really a home right now. Um, I will say the art for this card is very cool. The flavor of it is amazing. So it's it's uh, it shows Go. Cyber Dragon alongside uh, Dark Balter the Terrible. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah, it's kind of a cool. I think it's like a it's kind of a nod to Metamorphosis in a way because that's how you would use it in Go format um with a level 5. Yeah. So that's probably what this is. I think that's cool.
1: I agree. So, do you want to get into the main topic today?
0: <laughs> I can't. What's the main topic?
1: So, we've got about 15 minutes. I want to talk for a little bit about uh diversity within Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. So,
0: okay.
1: yeah. yeah. So there's been some discussion lately about health within a format. Um, and personally, to me, a format's health is not necessarily determined by the viability of X amount of decks within the format. So a great example is last summer, right? There's probably a dozen 15 different decks that are all viable decks but we all consider that format to have been really bad notably because of the 15 decks that are viable a dozen of them are different flavors of scythe lock and the ones that aren't scythe locking or mystic mining right i want to say finals that that summer was in national the finals for the nawcq was sword soul versus maybe it was was sky uh, striker it
0: was striker it was ryan Yu on striker
1: right so we're talking about two mystic mind decks and they climbed through a field of scythe locking decks to get there same thing happened in the eu wcq where the finals was won by it was marcus patel and rika but the weird part about it was that he was playing mystic mind because he's like yeah it's just the craziest card you go you'd be crazy not to play it when you have a a format like that it doesn't matter if it's diverse if the decks are not fun to play against whereas i think that if you have a format where you have three decks right that can be just as fun or more fun it can also suck though let's look at a format like dino rabbit wind up in Famously, one of the worst, most hated formats in Yu-Gi-Oh. However, it was only three decks, right? You can even look at a two-deck format, a Dragon Roller format. While not quite tier zero, was pretty much there. But the second best format deck, the format was Spellbook. A lot of people hate that format, but I think that the reason a lot of people hate it is less because of the gameplay more because of the price point of the format well this can be another thing that ruins the format one of the most famous formats that we have and one of the most popular formats that we have right now is edison format it is a ridiculously popular format with 25 decks that you could play all of them are a lot of fun just about uh there's a couple of them that kind of suck but generally the things happening in edison format are relatively healthy and right now i think you could say close to the same thing that overall if you go to a tournament i think your tournament experience will probably be pretty good right now but i think that there are still underlying issues within the format that probably need to be addressed for the future health of the game if that makes sense Yep, there's things that like, like thrust is a problem. It, it's re- it really is. I and we've gotten several comments in the Discord server that like ah, maybe I don't think I think you're making too big of a deal out of it. No, I I think turn zero going to get a floodgate like Featherstorm or D Barrier or Eradicator is a problem, and yep. turn two going to get things like an Extender, an Enabler, a Talents to go get a Hand Rip anything like that is just absurd as well. So I don't necessarily know that you can really fix that without banning a lot of cards, but I just really want to impress that I don't think that the health of a format is necessarily dependent on the number of decks that are
0: playable. Yep. I think that's true. It's it's definitely true that diversity is a blank. Like, is not or rather it's not necessarily given that a format is good the i mean dpe scythe Lock, like you brought up is basically the perfect example of a format where yeah you could play like 12 decks but all of them were scythe locking you um and all of them were making verte right the uh, and while that can be good but that for, was even before that that was like last lat that was like march yep so we've got march april we got multiple examples of it um and the big thing about that is like yeah a lot of those cards can help rogue decks compete which is why you see more of them in formats where those generic options are accessible but it also means that it's boring to play and that kind of defeats the purpose i think where we are right now in the format is pretty darn good with again with the some outliers and i think the main thing actually is the price point Um, you mentioned dragon ruler was a format where the gameplay was really good but the price point was not great we're not at that extreme but i think we're in a similar situation right now we've already talked at length about the price of thrust being a problem the power of it is also an issue Um, but it's like this format would be an edison style format with the number of decks and the options that you have access to Mm -hmm. if not for thrust going to get floodgates or triple tactics talent and and that price gate that exists. I think Edison has benefited a bit from the passage of time from a price perspective. I think there probably would have been like times within that yeah. format where price would have been an issue. But looking back at it, that's less of an issue because of a whole bunch of reprints. And although maybe there are some decks now with some buyouts now that it's gone in popularity, but there was probably a sweet spot. Um, so I am somebody who personally prefers diverse formats, even like i would say honestly i prefer something like dpe scythe format to a to a tier zero format like tier limit um i i would much rather be able to play different engines than play the same deck Uh, i think some four or five deck formats can be really good Uh, one example is toss i think importantly with like a three to four deck format there still has to be room for other things to play toss is a pretty solid example of that um if you... Because, like, you had uh, True Draco and Pendulum existing on the outside for people who like to control or combo. Um, you had uh, a bunch of other rogue strategies. World Chalice. Uh, that wasn't in TOS format. Um, nope. That was way before. Brain is brain is jumbled thinking of a bunch of different formats. Uh, Skyhawk misinformation counter. Shoutouts to uh, shoutouts to Marco Perico. Um, but I was watching a video. I don't get I don't that. Believe. That's why it's there. Yeah, that's the guy who won the, the, the YCS with World Chalice. Ah. Um, the yeah, three to four deck formats are good if like fifteen percent of a pie chart is still rogue stuff you can play. Uh, people were playing like infernoid and hero and PK and stuff. Um, like I played dinosaur through that whole format. Like when there's room for other stuff to compete, but there's a clear set of decks that to prepare for. I think that's probably what hits the sweet spot for most players. Personally, I prefer what we're in right now with like twenty-five decks you can play. Because I love the variety, but again, the <laughs> thrust into floodgates is a problem. And it's while it's not as bad as like TPE scythe was or D barrier format was, it's very comparable. I think the worst format
1: for me, since I've come back into the game, was honestly around like you said that DPE scythe lock format, dude when prank kids was like the best deck my issue wasn't the prank kids i've come to enjoy the adventure engine and i've come to like it but at that time in that moment dude i hated the adventure engine because if you thought about if you looked at the top cut of an event adventure engine with dpe or adventure engine plus dpe like if you counted those two engines as like a deck It was like 25, 26 decks in top cut. We had at least one of those two engines, if not both. And just when you have so many splashable engines like that, it is a problem for me personally, because it essentially says, here's these nine cards. You better play them in any deck you're playing. And you better be playing a deck that can play those nine cards. I just I
0: hate that so much. We talked about the engines so thing. We talked about the engines thing a bit last week in the mailbag questions. And I think I've kind of thought about it a little bit and the posi- my position is like engines good, engines that every deck plays bad. Like when yeah. when an engine is cool in like a deck, it's good. When an engine is ubiquitously playable in everything, it's a problem. I think the Diabelle star engine is actually a pretty decent example of an engine that could be really cool. Not everything is going to play it, but it has applications and stuff like rescue Ace, And it could have applications for other stuff in the future as a generic, like run of the mill engine, but it's not an auto include in every strategy. And I think that's important.
1: Right. And, and I tend to also. Uh... Lose my train of thought. I tend to lose my train of thought. Wow. That's something I was gonna say, and I don't remember what it was. We're we're delivering. Uh... For those of you that don't like, for those of you that don't like when I interrupt, this is why I do it. Because I I am not capable of maintaining a train of thought for more than
0: twelve seconds. We're we're both uh, we're both somewhere on the uh, the attention deficit spectrum. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> pretty <laughs> severely. Was, and did you know that that's that a symptom
1: implied. of ADD or ADHD is frequently and constantly interrupting people's sentences?
0: Yeah, I find did you know that. I find for me, it, no, it comes up for me, I find for me it's a pattern recognition thing more than it is a, like I, I, it's like compulsive sometimes for me to finish other people's sentences because I am thinking ahead of the thought. So, yeah, usually what happens to me is it's it's less that I, I do that too. It's yeah, it's less that I uh, immediately have to get my thought out. It's more that if I know where someone is going, I want to like move to the next thing. So it, it, yeah. it comes into, yeah. Me it Comes into me like either finishing the sentence or like coming midway through and being like, I know where you're going with this. Here's the next thing. Let's let's move. Um, which good is good news. I
1: remember my thought though.
0: Okay, let's hear it. Okay, uh,
1: I also find myself having the same issue of that you were mentioning earlier with like, uh, you know, one engine here, not that big of an issue. This engine everywhere, big issue. Same thing with floodgates. That's why Mystic Mine was such a problem. It's like, okay, if you're playing Mystic Mine in just this one deck, is it really insufferable yes is it does it make my entire tournament experience the worse probably not not really but when you have mystic mind in sword Soul, when you have mystic Mine in ricka when you have mystic Mine in every deck on earth my tournament experience has been made insufferable yeah mm-hmm. yep. yeah.
0: yeah even like um my last thought on this imperial is, order was the same way yeah importer and it's different to something like, uh, Ash. Uh, so if we take cards like, mm-hmm. like Ash and Imperman, Valor and Crow that are like yep. kind of one for one You'd trades, for they're not as, Hell yeah I think it's not as problematic, um, then yeah. something like, uh, Maxi, for example, where it's like an auto include, uh, Ash is really good yeah. in a lot of formats, but it's not good in every format, um. I Same with Imperm has been everywhere from must-play amazing to it's terrible don't play it over its lifespan. Phantasme, uh, yeah. Nibiru, uh, those are all cards that, while they can be really strong, are have times when they flow in and out. So when they're not as omnipresent, uh, I think they're okay to, to have generically. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, well,
1: I think that that's going to wrap us up. I know that this has been a much shorter episode than most people are used to uh but uh skyhawk is currently li- literally on his lunch break so we had to keep this under an hour that way he yeah. can like get back to work in time we, uh, we had so a couple episodes, with that said uh, over I,
0: was, I was gonna say we had a couple episodes over an hour last week so i think we made up for it yeah yeah
1: Alright, well, with that said, a huge thank you, of course, to Kane Martin Zypher's Big Stinky Ploys Best Copium, Ding Dong's Hostess of the Yang Zing, Gimme that Harassi Konami, HGH Cyber, I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job. If the grocery store is one mile away and an average male walks five miles per hour, why is it taking my dad 18 years to return with milk? John Lil, Maple Money Brain Gang, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pistol Place Pendulums, A Silver Hope, Tiny Earth Cat, Understanding and Reading are two different things, virtually a virtually savior's world, what do you call a magic owl? Houdini, <laughs> I like that one. That's really good. Wind up carrier Zinfidel Mighty. Wind up carrier Zinfidel. I like that. I like that one too. I like that. I'm trying to. Uh, Aaron Gardner, Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo Simp at the Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silver in the Ascendant is the best flag. A box wine. Come on and get your game one. Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior. I'm about to Rika Glimmer, Chewie Fercossi's Plant Nuts in Your Mouth. Uh, level four fire warrior gaming llama Yama, cam sarama maxi pack neshi old red and pink code 143 thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast with that said uh i d- just said that oh i'm tired all right hey thanks everybody for listening have
0: a great weekend uh damn that episode was fire just like an agnimal candle uh, this one was not good <laughs> bye <laughs> that was re-
1: that was your worst one yet for sure see ya.